Enjoy fun adventures as you sail away together and experience the extraordinary marriage you desire. Join us in April 2025 for the Six Pillars at Sea Marriage Getaway. Yes, we are taking Six Pillars cruising and we want you to join us. Get all the details at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash getaway. Use promo code SHIPSAHOY to get $500 off your registration today. We'll see you there. From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage show. We're being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex is taking the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. On today's show, we're talking about why it can be difficult to talk about sex with your spouse. There's a quote from Anonymous that says, difficult conversations about taboo topics aren't easy, but in marriage, they are worth it. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those areas when it's hard to talk about sex, when you're finding it difficult to do so. I know it's hard, but it's so worth it. We're going to be talking about that on today's show. But first, we start every One Extraordinary Marriage show with a hug. And a hug is really, it's an opportunity for us to celebrate you. That's right. For us to celebrate the wins that you're having in your marriage, to, to celebrate how you're taking action. And this hug came from a comment that was on a post in the One Family Facebook group that said, my wife has been listening to the One Extraordinary Marriage podcast for over a year now. When she first brought it to my attention, I honestly felt we have a far better marriage than most out there. I feel in the 10 going on 11 years we've been married, we have Mm. been pretty good about intimacy in every aspect of our lives. That's probably a pretty common reaction when somebody suggests the podcast. Yeah, we're doing good. Yeah. She asked me to be a part of the five-day intimacy challenge and to watch the videos and work on the workbook together. I always want to support my wife and do the things she wants to do just as she does for me, like going to bowling tournaments. So I must confess that after the first night watching the video and signing the intimacy declaration page, there was one major question that kept going through my mind. What can I do? Mm -hmm. For those of you that don't know, that is this year's hashtag for the one family. That is. He goes on to say, I thought about it all night and into the next day. Then I realized it's a question to keep asking myself to help propel our marriage and myself to the next level of intimacy and happiness. I'm so excited to be on this lifetime journey with my gorgeous wife. Mm, I love it. I love it. It's just, you know, sometimes it's just that one little thing. And just to hear, what can I do? Mm-hmm. I mean, that alone, I, and I know it's even for myself, it's one of my affirmations that I have each and every day that I hear, like, what can I do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, that was a gentleman, a husband in the five day intimacy challenge. And last week there were over 1600 couples that had joined us for the five day intimacy challenge. And we had couples, we had over 35 states represented in eight different countries, folks who were, uh, you know, their goal was to deepen the intimacy in their marriage. And Mm -hmm. and they were taking action. They were getting intentional. And first and foremost, we just want to say one, wow. And uh, two, a great big thank you. you I know a lot of you are listening. Some of you are even listening for the first time as a result of that challenge. But the focus of the challenge was intimacy, right? It was a five-day intimacy challenge. But there was a lot of pre-challenge chatter going around. How do you have conversations with your spouse about sex? Mm-hmm. Right. What, what does that look like? And even though we weren't focused on sexual intimacy, we were seeing questions like, you know, well, what can you bring up when it comes to talking about sex? Or we've never talked about sex in all the years we've been married. Where, where do we start? And so when we look at that quote at the top, 
some of you may have caught it, said difficult conversations about taboo topics. And taboo topics for some could be just talking about sex. Mm-hmm. Like actual just having intercourse. Like, so you don't need to go to the the far ends to think, oh my gosh, what taboo topics are we talking about? But no, it could be for some couples and for many of you. I mean, we we hear it day in and day out. How do we how do we talk about sex? Mm-hmm. It's so hard for us or for me to even bring it up. Yeah. And, you know, as, as we would see those posts, as those questions we get asked, there was this common thread, I think, that we, you and I started to see going through all of it, that there was this deep desire to have this emotional connection when it comes to the, the sexual intimacy. But there's this overwhelming sense from so many people of, I don't know how. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how to do it. And you've heard us say this many times and we'll say it again. That's not a surprise. It's not a surprise because most of you, I would say most folks do not grow up in homes where they have parents that are openly talking about sexual intimacy, openly talking about what's happening in the marriage, openly talking about, you know, dynamics. Mm-hmm about that. And so, so it's not something that's talked about it. You might hear it from friends. You might hear it, you know, see something on TV. You, you, you pick up bits and pieces from all these places and then you get married and you know, this is, this is your best friend. This is your lover. You're supposed to be able to talk about anything, but you don't have the skills. Mm-hmm. And, and so it becomes this, like Tony was you know, bringing up the quote again, it becomes this taboo topic. We're supposed to be doing it. We're supposed to be able to talk about it, but we can't. And so, so this wall starts getting built up, this, mm. this fear, this apprehension that if I bring it up, what's going to happen? And guys, we get it. Mm-hmm. Tony has shared many times the, the sex talk, and I just want to put that the in quotes, bold capital letters. It, it was a, you know, probably all of a 10-second conversation. Oh, yeah, with dad. With dad. Tony, don't get a girl pregnant. And I don't ever remember... Like I, I think back, I mean, we've been doing one extraordinary marriage for 11 years. I don't remember ever having a sex talk at all with your folks at all with my mom. Like, I don't, I don't remember that. I do remember being raised in, like I went to Catholic schools from like second grade through 12th. Um, so I remember, you know, health ed, sex ed, that type of thing. I, I do remember, um, the nun in fifth grade. This is so funny. I almost said her name, but we'll protect the innocent. Um, the nun in fifth grade doing our, our sex ed lesson. And we were all kind of like, even as a fifth grader, we're sort of like, how can a nun teach? <laughs> it's just those things you think about when you're in elementary school and, and you're having, you know, that first exposure to, to sexual education. And so, you know, we came into this place where, you know, not a whole lot of actual like practical education, so to speak. Yeah, I would say the nuts and bolts. Yeah, I'd say for my side, my side, it was probably just like street education. Yeah. My buddies, uh, magazines, porn, you know, that's where I would say I had my, my dialogue, my education around how we talk about sex. Right. And, you know, and I, guys, I knew about the penthouse letters. I knew about Playboy in the early years of our relationship. So that's no surprise if you're brand new to the One Extraordinary Marriage podcast. Mm-hmm. We, we, that's something that Tony and I um, have dug into many times. But, you know, the truth of the matter is, is that we had all of these bits and pieces, but we didn't really have anyone that we could talk to. We didn't, you know, we weren't talking to each other. Mm-hmm. about sex and how do you bring up how do I talk about sex to my husband or how do I bring up 
you know, talking to my wife about sex, like just casually with friends. That's kind of an awkward, you know, conversation killer right there. Most of us. So it's like, where do you get the information? How do you figure out how to do this? Mm-hmm. Right. And, and so we know that we weren't, that we aren't alone in having had this struggle because we asked you guys, you know, is this a challenge in your marriage? And 55% of you said, yeah, we, we struggle to talk about sexual intimacy in our, in our marriage. And just as a side note, probably once a year we ask this question. Yeah. We do like to ask and, and find out where the one family is. And I'd have to, I didn't actually do it for this show, but I am getting the sense that the percentage that struggle because the one extraordinary marriage show has been around for 11 years is decreasing. It is. It, it, it really is. Every time we ask this question, I feel like that number just keeps coming down even at a little bit because you guys are pouring in. You guys are still, you guys are here. You're going, wait, how do I? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm having, you know, maybe we are talking about sex and this may be you right now. Maybe we've been talking about sex and yet it, it's starting to get mundane again. Or I, I just feel like we're not connecting and so how do I bring it up? So mm-hmm. this is for you as well. You could, Elise and I have had multiple conversations around our sexual intimacy over the last 13 years since we did our 60-day sex challenge. And then there, there are still times though, and I will share this, there are still times when we have some apprehension to talk about it with one another. The, the, you, you, because you're, you're sort of like, oh, if I bring it up, is she going to get upset? Is she going to freak out? Is she going to, oh, well, aren't, aren't we having a great sex life? Mm-hmm. And so do know this is for you as well. Mm-hmm. And even if things are going right well right now, pay attention to the rest of the show. Because like Tony said, you can have seasons totally. where you've been going along great. And then all of a sudden you're like, what's going on with us? Hey, an illness can hit mm-hmm. one of you. What does that, how does that transform? Something You can have... Somebody, I mean, we talked about this just recently, you know, the death of a number of folks just around us. How does that impact your sexual intimacy? Mm -hmm. A loss of somebody, a job, finances, any one of the pillars Mm -hmm. can have an impact on your sexual intimacy and how you're able to talk about it with one another. Yeah. And you bring up a good point because a lot of, I think a lot of folks think that, that when there's a struggle in the sexual intimacy pillar, it's just that pillar. Mm Mm-hmm. But when, when you're struggling to talk about your sexual intimacy, it's probably impacting how the two of you are relating to one another, all of the conversations that you're having. So that's your emotional intimacy, mm-hmm. um, how the two of you are, and even if you are choosing to spend time together, what you're choosing to do together. So there's your recreational intimacy, how you touch one another. Mm-hmm. Are you touching one another? Because there, maybe there's a disconnect in the sexual. So that's your physical intimacy. And, and for some of you, a lot of you, it's even what you're praying for in that space. Mm-hmm. So your spiritual, so if you think about it, maybe you think, oh man, you know, we're just having difficulty talking about sex, but literally guys, I just mentioned three other, four of the six, mm-hmm. bam, just like that. So, so we have to remember that the six pillars of intimacy they're Yes, they are in, they are interdependent and they are intertwined. They don't just operate in the silo, mm-hmm. right? You can identify the silo, but then you have to go over after and see how are these all interdependent and wh- how can we look at this cohesively to, to be able to change and transform our marriage, mm-hmm. right? And, and let's talk about some of the things that makes it difficult to talk about sex, right? I mean, we, we talked about one at the very top of the show. A lot of people never taught how to even have these conversations, right? So it feels 
really awkward Mm -hmm. and uncomfortable. There's like a whole vocabulary, you know, around sexual intimacy, around body parts, around all of that, that, that maybe those words you aren't comfortable with. It's a reason why on this show, you will always hear us use the proper names for body parts. It's why you'll hear us talk about things like orgasm and clitoris and things like that, because we want to create a comfort level around that to equip you to have that vocabulary. Mm -hmm. For some of you, the difficulty comes in this overwhelming sense of fear. Mm. Maybe there's fear of judgment of what you're going to, you know, share with your spouse is going to be judged that you're going to be judged. There's fear of rejection that you're going to hear a flat out. No, absolutely not. There's fear of expressing yourself because whether it's been in your marriage or in past relationships, you've tried to, to say something about sexual intimacy and you've, that hasn't gone well. And so you're like, yeah, you know what? I'm just a little gun shy about bringing that up. For some of you, the difficulty comes because you've had past sexual trauma. And if that is you, we want to encourage you, please, please go get help Mm -hmm. for whatever you have faced. There is healing Mm-hmm. possible. We've, we've seen, we've heard so many success stories of people that have said, you know what? Yeah, it's time for me to go step into my healing mm-hmm. and not let the sexual trauma be this wall or this, this challenge mm-hmm. in my marriage. Um, other folks shared with us that part of the difficulty is your parents straight up told you, <clears throat> um, do not have sex until you get married. That was the extent of the conversation. And so now you are married and you're like, what? What are we supposed to do? One of them that I've heard around this one is a lot of the no, no, no. Sex is bad, bad, bad. Do not, do not, do not. And then when we do get married, we're all of a sudden, all of a sudden supposed to you know, flip a switch mm-hmm. and it's good. And that is all about your mindset. Mm-hmm. It's switching that mindset from what you heard to what can be. Yeah. Uh, other folks mentioned difficulties came from struggling with insecurity, anxiety, or simply a lack of knowledge. Mm. We get it. There's a reason that there are books on our nightstand, like the penis book and the vagina Bible. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she comes first and things like that because we're constantly even educating ourselves because of that, you know, where our knowledge base has been, you know, folks have said part of the difficulty comes from, you know, my spouse has no interest in talking about sex. And we know that's a big one. Mm-hmm. We know that's a big one. And the, and the list goes on. But the same things that, that make it hard for the two of you to talk about sex actually make it hard for you to talk about other topics in your marriage. Because you were designed, and let me be, this is something I think many of you need to hear. You were designed to have extraordinary relationships, especially an extraordinary marriage. It's not just for your friends on Facebook. It's not just for your neighbors down the street or the influencers on Instagram. The person that's listening to this show right now, you, the one who struggled in the past because it has been hard to talk about sex. I I want you to know, Tony and I want you to know that this is an area of your marriage that can have transformation. You can develop the ability to talk about your wishes and, and what that all looks like for the two of you. And we want to dig into that right after this break. We're back and we're talking about, you know, being able to talk about this difficult topic around sexual intimacy and how to make that happen. And, you know, some of the topics that came up that, that you wish you could talk to your spouse about, right? Because we asked, we're like, well, what's the one thing you want to talk about? Mm-hmm. Uh, foreplay. If that's you, check out last week's show, number 643. 
That's right. Um, why foreplay matters. Why foreplay matters. Yep. So many of you mentioned frequency and sex. Like how, how often or how much? The word was just it, literally. Frequency. Frequency. All right. I would say go to episode 140, scheduling sex. Mm-hmm. That's the first time we ever talk about what is now uh, we've coined the intimacy lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And that is setting up what your sexual intimacy looks like on a week-to-week basis. How many times? Who's initiating? What days? And so we, in episode 140, we really lay that out. I'll also put a, a link to that one in the episode notes here. Some of the other topics that you wish you could talk about were the lack of expressed desire and its impact on the marriage. You also mentioned that you wish you could have conversations around how past actions are having consequences on the relationship, on the sexual intimacy. And, you know, oftentimes when I see that type of phrasing, it means that there's been broken trust Mm. in some way, shape or form. And so there's healing that needs to happen. Some of you want to be able to talk about oral sex. Others said, you know, I want to be able to talk about being spontaneous, adventurous, creative. It doesn't actually matter what the topic is because the how is the same. You start with two words and it's two words. Many of you have heard me say before on the show, it's two words that my coaching clients know I say, well, um, baby steps. Mm. It's baby steps. See, a lot of people think that Tony and I got to this point where, you know, we can say the word penis and not even turn pink or we go out to dinner with folks and within probably 15 minutes, if the waiter walks by, he's hearing the word orgasm in conversation. People think that we, and I've had people tell me this, like, it's just so easy for you guys. Mm. Yeah. But we didn't start out this way. I was the Catholic schoolgirl that didn't talk about sex and thought that sex was only for making babies. No pleasure, no enjoyment. I would not have ever said the word orgasm like out at a restaurant. Like that, that was not me. Are you looking, did I say that? (laughs) (laughs) No, it's just, it's just interesting to think back that it wasn't, that it's a skill that can be learned. We had so many awkward conversations, you guys. We still do. Oh yeah, and we do. We still have, we still have those moments of where Elisa and I will get, a little squirmy when we when we're talking about our sexual intimacy. It's okay. You're human. We're human. I mean, we're walking through this just like you are. I mean, last week somebody um, shared with the why foreplay matters, and and I and I got real with you guys about hey aging and being soft before we were were being sexually intimate. And this this woman was just like, wow, thank you. But that's something that. I will tell you when I had to bring that up to Elisa, I had the internal like chatter going on in my own mind going, do I bring this up? How do I bring this up? What do I say? Is she going to think that I'm unable to perform? Those are still going through my mind as well. What I did know was I had to take a step. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, I had to have that conversation and I had to just step forth and say, Elisa, this is where I am right now. How do we, you and me make it so that way we can experience the sexual intimacy we desire, Mm -hmm. but don't, I mean, if, if, Hey, if you're a guy, you're a gal and you're sitting there going, well, if I bring this up, most likely your spouse wants to hear you. You just gotta, you gotta open your mouth and you gotta, you gotta start, you gotta start somewhere. And for some of you, it just may mean that the first thing is, Hey, can we try a new position? 
Mm-hmm. Or can we talk about our sex life? You know, the, the thing is, and I saw this actually happen throughout the five day intimacy challenge where couples, one, one spouse or the other was being bold. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because there were daily homework assignments and things like that, they were having these conversations every day. And in that boldness of saying, Hey, here's where we're at. I love you. Mm-hmm. And, and I want us to be extraordinary. What can we do to develop a skill in this area? And, and, and keep in mind, we're not talking about developing skills in sexual intimacy. We're talking about developing the skills in talking about your sexual intimacy. Mm-hmm. The, 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 we're at the tip of the iceberg here, right? What do those conversations look like? Because I get it. I mean, guys, we have screwed up, messed up, stumbled over our words more times than I can count, sometimes even on the show. But in our conversations around sexual intimacy. But here's the thing. We didn't stop trying. Every time that happened, we took it not as a failure. And some of you need to hear that you're not a failure if you have a conversation that doesn't go well. You're not a failure. Nope. It just means that you're growing because you're actually trying to have the conversation. And when you're growing, there are going to be times when you feel like, man, that just didn't work right. And that is completely and absolutely normal. Mm -hmm. The thing that you don't want to do is sit and dwell in that spot. Mm. You need to pick yourself back up, Mm -hmm. both of you, and take a step forward again. For, For some of you, hey, just to like blurt this out to your spouse is really awkward. It would be really awkward for you guys. And so we want to give you guys a couple of tips, ways that you can do this that have sort of helped Elisa and I along the way. Because what we found is that, number one, don't bring up talking about sex in your bedroom. Just don't. Bring it, bring it outside your bedroom. One of the things that Elise and I learned long ago was there is this sexual tension in there. And there's this expectation of what we should do or shouldn't do and how we should do it. And it, it gets really tense. And in all honesty, when you're having that conversation in the bedroom, the expectation is that we're going to have this conversation so we can have sex. So have the conversation outside the bedroom so you guys can just talk. If you don't know what to ask, we have an amazing book called Connect Like You Did When You First Met. And actually on page 20, we have the starting point of like 10 or so questions right around sexual intimacy. It's a great, hey, pick it up, go for a drive answer one or two of those questions. It's a great way to just get started. And if you need something else to talk about so that you can ease your way into it, there are other questions in there. That's right. Because it's not like it's a whole book about questions to ask about sex. It's a book that has questions for every intimacy. Yeah. And if you'd like to pick that up, you can get that at connectlikeyoudid.com. You know, Tony also mentioned, you know, having those conversations out of the bedroom and, you know, maybe it's going on a walk and talk. Mm-hmm. And, Ladies, I have said it before. I will say it again. I will keep saying it over and over and over and over again. It helps many men to have conversations where they are not sitting across the table from their wives as she's boring her eyeballs into their soul to be able to actually engage in the conversation. There's something about movement that allows both the brain and the body to be fully present. So get out on a walk and talk. 
go, go be physical and still have the conversation because you may actually have a deeper conversation. I mean, I'm seeing this with all of these different people in the one family, you know, they're, they're bowling together, they're snowboarding together. They're, you know, going for walks in the park and they're having these conversations. Why? Cause they've changed their scenery. Mm-hmm. And when you change the scenery, you change all of the, all of the associated memories and expectations. And well, I know what's going to happen here. You change all of that. And you get fully present on the two of you. And the uh, one reason I l- really love this, so for for a lot of us, the face to face conversations, it's combative. It 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 feels like we're we're going against each other, and we need to change our posture as married folks. We're not we're not fighting against each other. We are on the same team. So instead of facing each other and going against each other, go side to side. Shoulder to shoulder means we're on the same team together. Think about these conversations as well. Short, mm-hmm. concise, and stick to that. Hey, if it's just a 10-minute conversation you guys want to have or something, like, hey, let's just answer one question and you guys agree with that, cool. Let's stick to that. This is the baby step right now. Absolutely. That's it. Cool. We had the we, we answered we the We did one. it. High cool. five. Let's high five and let's move on. Yeah. You don't need to, oh, well, wow, now now let's answer five more. If you do that, you may yourself as well as your spouse get irritated, frustrated, shut down, get angry. So stick to what you say you guys want to do. And finally, acknowledge, acknowledge that it's awkward or uncomfortable or whatever that emotion is. Sometimes the most powerful baby step can just be acknowledging what you're feeling in this moment, especially Mm -hmm. if you're feeling uncomfortable. Because what we've learned over the last 11 years that we've had the privilege to walk alongside so many of you in your marriage is that extraordinary marriages do the extra. They have the hard conversations about the taboo topics. They get uncomfortable in areas where maybe they've gotten a little too comfortable. They push forward even when it would be easier to just sit on the couch and do nothing. And here's why they do that, because extraordinary is possible. You're listening right now to the One Extraordinary Marriage Show. It is made up of listeners literally around the globe who are extraordinary, who have chosen to overcome challenges about things like talking about sex. It's possible. And it's possible for you and your marriage. Yeah. You know what? As Elisa said, this is the tip of the iceberg. Get that one conversation in this week. That's it. That's it. Like, and if you've been talking about sex, maybe there's something that's come up recently that you're just like, man, I just been hemming and hawing about it. Like I shared about myself. Maybe you just been hemming and hawing about it. This is a time to to just go, you know what, this week, I'm gonna I'm gonna open up. I know it's it's a little difficult, it's a little hard, and yet I'm gonna just step out and I'm gonna talk about this with my spouse because I know that when I begin to open up in this area and I begin to share, not only is our sexual intimacy pillar beginning to strengthen, but all the other pillars begin to strengthen. So go out there this week, talk to your spouse, one question, set up one one time period this week where you guys can just have a conversation around your sexual intimacy. You guys have yourselves a fantastic week and we'll catch you next week. Love you guys.